welcome to episode 171 of Flights, Football, and Anything Else. I'm Dave. And I'm Mike. How you doing, Dave? I am better than most. Not as good as some, sir. How are you? Just wonderful. Thank you very much for asking. That was my best radio voice yet, maybe. It, it was. Okay. Well, yeah. we've had 170 weeks of practice. <laughs> Rock on. And thanks to Tweaks Corner for that opening. Yes. Nice little guitar riff, right? Yes. I think you called a riff. I'm not a music person. Yeah, I think it uh, is. Yeah. yeah, it's a guitar riff. Okay. Yeah. Eric will correct me if it's wrong. Sure. <laughs> That's what we have Corrections Corner for, ladies and gentlemen. All right. To start this off for our first tasting, we've got a brand new entrance here to Flights Football and Anything Else. Like us on Facebook. Check out the Twitter account, Instagram, and you can just email us if you want to. From East or subscribe to the YouTube channel, which has kind of been dormant since you oh, were yeah. in Africa. That's true. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, but that's, it is good still out, it still is out there. Oh, all right. Yeah, true, true, true. Uh, this one's coming to us from East Channel Brewing Company in Munising, Michigan, uh, home of our beloved National Lakeshore. What is it, Mike? What's in Munising? Do you remember? Pictured Rocks. Pictured Rocks. Sure. Yeah. I don't think I've ever been there. Oh, Munising. It's pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, Munising itself is a touristy northern Michigan town. I mean, it, it's all good. Uh, but Pictured Rocks is pretty cool. Is it on the way to tech or yes. is it totally different? Well, depending. Um, yeah, sure. I mean, okay. you could go six, one half dozen, the other. Probably from the new way that we found, it takes probably 10 more minutes if you go up Munising along the lake, but it's a m- much more picturesque drive okay going up through there it's 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 beautiful but this is a old trues ipa old trues ipa an ipa like the man simple and honest a continuously hopped indian pale ale and i say indian india sorry all right the specifics on this one uh 7.6 and zero zero or na ibus and we're starting it off with the maple girl. Maple, what is wrong with me? I guess I have to have a beer to kind of loosen up a little bit. And get Your radio going with voice this. peaked too soon. It did. <laughs> I was I was done. That was my two seconds of fame. We've got the Maple Hill cups going, or the Maple Grill. Did I say Maple Hill? Yeah. It used to be Maple Hill, or uh, that area. Oh, okay. Anyway, cheers. Solid. Yeah. That's... Nothing nothing to blow your skirt up, but solid. I'm going to make a n- note to myself. Between episodes 171 and 172, I'm going to try to do a little research on IBUs. Is it something in the early, you know, the early days, if you will, of IPAs that people like, oh, you know, yeah, well, 104, it's really bitter. Yeah. And then it got away. Because everything seems to be zero or an A. And this is a this almost has a little two-hearted flavor to it. Agreed, yeah. And it, it's got that same, I mean, it's a bitter, mm-hmm. but it's not bad, but it's, it's yeah. a solid IPA flavor. But I would think this is, instead of a zero, I would, if like you said, hey, Mike, it's got IBUs, what do you guess? I would say minimum 65. I was going to be, yeah, I was going to be a little north of that. Okay, yeah. yeah. And, and so for it to be labeled as zero or NA, I think, I wonder if it's just something that 
like the stat of uh oh I'm now I'm gonna draw a blank on baseball, but there's like you like uh war has replaced other stats in baseball. Sure. You know, the the on base percentage is kind of right. gone by the wayside for all these newer, snazzier stats. Yeah. And I should actually, I, I cracked it and looked at it a little bit, but I should probably take a deeper dive into the book my sister got me for Christmas over there, Complete IPA, The Guide to Your Favorite Craft Beer. All right. Yeah. I bet you it might have something in there, but like you said, if you hit five or six websites or something like that, you could probably get a pretty good picture. So. All right. Uh, Tasty, though. Now, I know, I don't know if you had much time to watch anything with track kick this was the first week of track correct well technically the second but we had our first meet that was that a meet that was scored or no, like is it not like, scored do they call them scrimmages and yeah, it's basically that's a, it's exactly it's funny you use that word because i was to try to get some of the freshmen and the younger kids and the and the first timers to kind of settle down a little bit you know like hey this is basically just a giant scrimmage okay um there were 36 schools there so it's, I mean, if you've ever been at the field house at SVSU, the entire, well, I, I can't say the entire because they had a uh, shot put going across the one, but they, you know, there was probably 40 to 50 yards. Oh, okay. And then sideline to sideline of solid kids just camped Yeah, it out looked like and, it was pretty jam-packed in that picture you sent yeah. to me. Yeah. There. So that's the only time I'd been in there was with Sure. Through video through you. Yeah. So. But, uh, but yeah, basically it's a big scrimmage. The kids do earn medals. So, right. you know, they, they walk away with something if they do well. So there's a little incentive there. But it's just to uh, knock the rust off and, you know, kick the tires and see what you can do. And then next week being spring break, I'm guessing there's no meets. Nada. And then. Actually, the, the way. I mean, this is. I'm not going to get on a soapbox and it's not a fuck you, but. If you look at, you know, everything from Olympians on down through college, uh, colleges, you know, if they run two weekends in a row, that's, they will, but then they'll take a weekend off. Right. Uh, now they're running their workouts, uh, like distance runners, a lot more mileage, the sprinters and jumpers, you know, it's a lot more intense and they can participate in more events than high school kids can, but. A lot of us coaches have said forever. For me, it's about 30 years now. I mean, we run high school kids too much. Sometimes, I mean, a lot of kids will have three meets a week sometimes. But the, you know, like a Wednesday, Friday, um, you know, if you can imagine, I don't know, I, I have a hard time imagining right now, you run a 200 meters full, half a track, full out, you know, as hard as you can push your body. Then you I'm get a little for the week <laughs> and then you get, and then you get a little rest and maybe you're in a relay and then you go another hundred meters as hard as you can, you know, you take your legs to the brink, you know, they feel like tray trunks They're, Uh, and then you go in another race and you, you know, you do it again in like a 400, four by four or a 300 meter hurdles or something like that. I mean, to go Wednesday and then to go again Friday. I mean, they're kids, they recover fast and they eventually get into shape. But, uh, you know, you, you find out who's got the fastest recovery cells, yes. not to get too nerdy about it, but you know, and who's eating right and who's sleeping. 
Because pretty soon after about two or three weeks of that, if you get kid, you know, you start getting the walking wounded and hey, I got shin splints and you know, this hurts and that hurts. And so I went on that little spiel because you were asking me about, you know, the meats. And I think for the first time in years coming back from spring break, we've got a full week and a half. Without a meat. Without a meat, which is fantastic because you know damn well kids on spring break, you know, you say, hey, you know, hey, have fun in the sun. Go ahead. You got to run though, okay? And they shake their head like, whatever, idiot. Yeah, like. So now, are you doing something for those that didn't go anywhere and like having an optional three to five or whatever time? Yeah, we've got, there's actually going to be a coach there every day, but we told the kids, if you show, you show. And if you don't, you don't. Um, It's obviously optional. Um, you know, just tell them if you show, you're going to benefit from it and things will be a lot better off if you do something right? and then come back. Cause we're going to have workout sessions and the like that are going to expect that. I bet you those that aren't like, yeah. obviously if you went to Florida, obviously you're not coming back for a, an optional practice, but I, I bet you no. a, yeah. a good percentage of those who are here, here, not having to work will show up. There'll be, there'll be a few history. will say, you know, I've got 44 boys out on the team, which is awesome, but there'll be maximum 10, you know, that'll show, um, a lot of them are on spring break. I actually had a couple of them, uh, ask me when we used to go down there. Remember I had track practice in Gulf Shores. Uh, they asked me, they said, hey, I remember you guys once upon a time did track, and a couple of the kids had me bring up a Google map, and like, where's this track at? Because we were going to try to go run a couple of times. So at least that shows a little incentive, and there's a good possibility somebody's going to do something. Right. I said for at least, you know, chase, af- you know, chase after some girls or something like that on the beach or whatever. Right. Yeah. yeah. I said, you're too ugly. You're not going to catch them, but. I didn't really now say you'll that. Now you'll be sued. <laughs> I didn't really. Because you've hurt their feelings. I didn't really say that. But uh, but yeah, so I've done this last week between, you know, open house at school and um, we had to have track parent night and the track meet. And uh, yeah, I've I've woken Shelly up three three out of the four nights this week to, <laughs> hey, you got you got to get in bed. <laughs> Unless you want to sleep in the easy chair, but you probably don't want to wake up there. All right. So you haven't watched anything then, or much? That would be a no. Okay. So actually, great, another banner week, solid 745-ish to 1030-ish. Truth be told, shrinking, and your honor. And actually, truth be told, shrinking. And the other one, Liz and I found another Apple, Apple Original. Hello tomorrow. It's got Billy Crudup in it, and Billy Crudup played um, in the morning show. Mm-hmm. And it's my le- probably my actually I don't know I might like it more than Truth Be Told. It it's different, and I cannot tell what time frame it's set in. Because everybody's wearing like fifties clothing, yep. But all the cars are autom- automated, not automated. They're like spaceships. Yeah, they float. Yeah, they float. Have, um, and, and, um, oh, now I'm gonna. They hover. Or, hub, yeah, yeah, there you go. They hover. And then the premise of the show is Billy Crudup and his 
sales reps are selling property, land, houses on the moon. Right. That don't really exist. So that's the the, the crux of the show. And it's actually, I actually like it so much because Billy Crudup is a really good actor. And then the one of the sisters in Truth Be Told is also in Hello Tomorrow. So I'm going to have to go on a limb and say Apple TV is arguably <laughs> the greatest investment of all time. It, it's such a good investment. My next phone may even be an Apple phone. Oh, my I God. get rid of the Android. Because, oh, you heard it here. Because I actually like the, the <laughs> Apple TV program yeah. is fantastic. And then shrinking, it's like I, I, I thought you thought, because you weren't thinking. I came, came out of the blue with it. I said... Uh, I said, Derek, do you want to fuck that tree? <laughs> well, I think that's illegal. <laughs> she said, well, please tell me that's not the only thing holding you back. It's a, just a line from the last episode of Shrinking. You said, and your first response to me is, well, I think you wanted to send that to Derek. And then you caught, before <laughs> yeah, I even right. responded, you said, oh, wait, that's Shrinking. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's the, it's, obviously it's a comedy. Yeah. I mean, it's rated a comedy, but there are actually like real life moments in it as well where you kind of sit back and think yeah it does take you on yeah. a great roller coaster yeah. ride you know what i mean yeah and, and I, the characters in it are all fantastic i don't think there's a bad character in that show usually there's like in every show you watch it's like oh i hate that person yeah. i hate right. that character I, oh i hate that person yeah but shrinking they're all good yeah so I, I agree. And I would almost say Derek is my favorite character because he just doesn't let anything phase yeah, him. He just yeah. everything just bounces right off him. Oh, and then the other one we found. Banged out season one, which was eight episodes. Now we're yesterday we've watched the first two episodes of season two. It's a three season. It's uh, and I'm gonna butcher the pronunciation of the last name. It's M. Knight Shalomans. Uh, servant close enough and yeah. that's pretty good and that's typically not my type of move show or say because it, yeah it's not really sci-fi it's kind of it's i guess it's not sci-fi at all but it's it's it looks horror to it's me it's drama, drama horror. Slash horror slash thriller slash mystery oh slash a couple of witty one-liners thrown in by the characters all right so but yeah that's another good watch but again all on apple tv yeah, so, I, I agree. I mean, it, yeah, it, but I'm not going to get to it till June. So I'm going to try to watch the, my regulars. I'm going to try to hit Shrinking, Mandalorian, and Lasso. Lasso. Thank and I, haven't, I have not started that yet because I like to get at least, cause especially with a half-hour show, Yeah, like to let it build a little bit so I can, and then really get engrossed in the characters and the yeah. storyline. So, and I would for this one, this first episode, I would certainly get. I mean, I haven't seen the second one yet. Obviously, I'm gonna guess if it's anything like season two, I would let it get three or four oh, yeah, deep before it, you. Yeah, for sure. And then Liz hasn't decided if she's gonna watch that or not because she didn't really see any of the first season. I that was a Monday morning, right? And I just started watching it. I liked it. And then she started watching it with me like the last three to five of season two. But she was kind of just like there doing other things. I don't know how closely she was paying yeah. attention to it, but so you definitely get more out of it if there's some if you see the character development. Right. In the first season. Yes. 
Uh, Anything else? No, I don't think so. That's uh, yeah. I mean, besides the sports stuff, but that'll right. come. Yeah, during that's sports. too. I mean, that's. Yeah. I think we packed a lot in, and then there was um. Oh, I did watch on Monday morning. Uh, it was. This was Hulu actually, and usually the only thing I watch on Hulu is. Hulu Originals, because Hulu Originals don't have commercials, even if you're not paying for the premium. Oh, gotcha. They'll show a couple of commercials right at the beginning, yeah, and then just rip through it. It was the Boston Strangler. And the serial killer slash crime aficionado that I am, I guess I wasn't aware that the Boston Strangler was actually unsolved. Um, the one guy starts with a, it's an Italian name, not Da Vinci, but something like that. I'll look that up at the break. De Salva. De Salva. There you go. Um, he was charged with one of the 13, but the other 12, to this day, remain unsolved. And that was in the 60s. And I guess I was unaware of that. Huh. Hey, that so, might be your retirement gig. Yeah. You can solve it. But see, now, now we're at the point, it's almost like the, how I feel about the Kennedy assassination. I mean, it, all right, you know, if I know there is no statute of limitation on murder, and I don't, I'm not condoning murder obviously that'd be so that would be silly of me to condone murder but if okay 65 i think it was 35 and 23 58 right 58 years i mean you know, at that point it's like all right let's put our resources to something more in the now <laughs> sure i yeah. mean because i doubt this guy's still out killing you know, not likely. He, you know, at, <laughs> at, at, at youngest he's yeah. seventy-seven. Yeah. And, you know, I'm guessing he's not out there still strangling. Right. Women. So. Well, we're hoping he's not mentoring anybody either. Well, that's true. And again, I'm not saying he should be. Oh, look at he got away from murder for fifty-eight years. He gets a Nobel Peace Prize. I'm not saying that. Right. I'm just saying it's like, okay, they're unsolved. In my opinion, they're always going to be unsolved. JFK was shot in '63, so that's thirty-seven. This November, it will be the 60th anniversary. So they'll make a little bit of a big deal, because that'll be 60 years ago this November. Oh, was it Lee Harvey Oswald? Okay, you you might think it was. Yeah. I, maybe I think it was the... Uh, Umbrella Academy people. and Yeah, and the government, or well, yeah. whoever. 60 years later, does it really matter at this point? <laughs> I mean... Right. So... Yeah. Were you actually thinking the Umbrella Academy people? The the I forgot the character name. The, yeah, the, the dude. Yeah, I, yeah. And then I was, um, who was the the FBI guy? It was it. No, the. Yeah, this Johnson. Is Lyndon, no, not uh, who was it? Hoover. Uh, it was one of those guys, Lyndon Johnson or uh, Hoover of the uh, FBI, J. Edgar Hoover. Yeah. One of those that guys. Sounds was, yeah, one of those guys familiar. was lumped into it, you know. Or Lee Harvey Oswald. <laughs> so and it it's it, yes, ladies and gentlemen, I visited the location and yes, I was a history major in school and I'm not even versed at all the parties of the <laughs> the Kennedy assassination, so shame on me. However, that brings us probably to rating this. As you take the last pull. Yes. Yeah. Let's rate it. All right. You're first. I'm going to go 3.20 because I think it's pretty doggone solid, and I can see myself just sitting there on a nice summer day just throwing these back. 
All right. I perhaps because I was pre-potting, although I'd only had two drinks of the pre-pod. Yeah. Uh, two hearted. It reminded me a, a lot of two hearted, like I mentioned on the first or second tasting. And for the exact reasons you mentioned, I just must have liked it a lot better than you because I gave it a 3.78. Eight. All right. And let's look into the untapped crowd and see what they're going to say about this. All right. At 1,000 check-ins, pretty decent sample size for a microbrewery in Munising. That's awesome. And 3.64. So they liked it just like you did. Well, hey, Mike, you know what? I got a question for you. You know what I'm going to do now that I'm on spring break? One of the things I'm going to do at the beginning of this week. What's that, Dave? I'm going to go tell. To, I'm going to go to the Maple Grill because I am craving an MG burger and probably end up with a grandma stout. I told Brian, Brian from uh, 7 Up was going there. He said, what beer do you get? I said, take me a picture of the list. I can't remember what I, I said, I know Dave likes the grandma stout and I have, Mine was like a duck IPA or something. Yes, yeah. Okay. I said, take a picture of that. Yeah. And then. I think it was Dirty Duck IPA. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So. Dirty Duck IPA. But if anybody else during the week, if you want to go to the Maple Grill, it's at 13105 Gratiot Road in Hemlock. And like Mike just said, before you go, take a look at the website. Okay. And that's themaplegrill.net. Themaplegrill, G-R-I-L-L-E.net. And check out what's on the menu and check out what they have on tap. All right. And their hours, because their hours are. Oh, yeah. Their hours. I'm not going to say they're weird, but they're not your standard, you know. Yeah. Eight to eight or nothing like that every day. Because I think they're yeah. actually closed the day, correct? Um, On Fridays? Not no. on Fridays. No, no, no. They're Oh, closed a day? Yes. Monday. Okay. So Typically yeah. Monday. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah. Check all that out. Go to the Maple Grill for a delicious meal and a nice craft beverage. Tell Lynn, Mike, and Dave sent you. Exactly. Please. Please, please, please. All right. Our next tasting here at Flights Football and Anything Else is coming to us from Witch's Hat Brewing in South Lyon, Michigan. I know, you, like you said, we've had a Witch's Hat on the pod before. Um, another Michigan microbrewery. And this is called Vanilla Latte Sweet Lou. It's a milk stout with coffee, vanilla, and lactose. I'm still a little confused why they have to tell you it's got lactose in it. I wonder because some lactose, lactose intolerant. intolerant? I, I suppose. So well, let's see if I'm lactose intolerant. Is it going to matter? Not really. <laughs> <laughs> I was expecting a little lighter color with a latte because your lattes are you know, have, have the right froth, froth, frothed or froth, frothed, froth. whatever steamed milk. We'll call it right. I mean, some decent notes, but not overpowering. It's, it smells, it's burned coffee beans to me. Yeah. So that would be the latte. Cheers. Cheers. Nice and smooth. That's, that's enjoyable. Enjoyable, and it's, it's actually like a black coffee, which is how I like to drink coffee. Yeah. I'm not getting a very slight delayed reaction on the vanilla. So I think once our palate adjusts from the IPA to this, if I remember correctly, the pattern is 
by the time I get halfway down or we get to talking a little bit and this settles into the palette that I think some of that, cause I can, like you said, it's, it's barely there, but a little bit of the IPA from the last one might be masking the, some of those other flavors a little bit. Yes, that could be. So, all right. On to sports, eh, Dave? Yes. All right. We have the Ovi watch. As we always do, start off the sports segment nearly two years ahead of schedule. But now it's the OCD and me taking over. Uh, we did our last episode Saturday, March 18th. The Capitals had three games since then. Sunday the 19th, Tuesday the 21st, and Thursday the 23rd. They went one and two in those games. But Ovi went on an Ovi-type heater which is what he'll end up doing when he gets to like six away. All of a sudden, they're going to come in bunches. Because Sunday in the 5-3 loss, he had two goals and an apple. Tuesday in a 7-6 overtime loss to the Blue Jackets of all teams, he had a goal. And then Thursday in a 6-1 victory over the Blackhawks, he had another goal for a three-game goal streak and an apple. So since our last pod, he's had four goals which brings him to 41 on the season, 821 for his career, or 73 to tie and 74 to be the all-time goal scorer. So after, you know, with the All-Star break, his father passing, a little bit of a sluggish start, not doing much. He's had like six to eight goals in the last seven to nine games. So. And those are the type of tears he can get on. So. Yeah. So now 50 is actually looking like a possibility. I think there's about eight games left in the regular season. The playoffs. No, there can't be eight games. I think the playoffs start like Easter weekend or just after Easter. So yeah. there's probably about six games left for most teams. Sure. If he gets. Yeah. So he won't get to 50, but no. well, it's possible. Could, but that, that would be, he'd have to get on quite the heater. All right, uh, next we have the World Baseball Classic. Yeah. I've seen it. Catch me up. Um, I saw a couple of highlights. I didn't see any live action just because of all the other TV and other stuff going on. But Japan beat the U.S. in the championship game 3-2. to two. Kind of a, yeah. I don't know if weird is the right word. Ironic. I don't know if that's the right word. But the game ended with Otani facing Trout. So teammate, <laughs> right. teammates facing each other. And, right. Made uh, for TV moment. Yeah, Trout, yeah. Uh, Otani got the better of him. I'd, I'm not 100% sure if he struck him out. I know he got him out, but, and that ended the game. And they, I think Japan won three to two. Okay. So the um, USA fell just short of repeating, which brings us to. Believe it or not, Thursday, March 30th, uh, opening day in the majors. I believe every team's in action, or just about every team's in action, weather permitting. And on Thursday, there's eight former Cy Youngs towing the slab. So I like spring training. I mean, obviously, as everybody knows, uh, at the Fishman and I go to Cleveland. Cleveland opens up on the road, and that trip is Friday the 7th and Saturday the 8th of April. 
And you know what? I wonder if we're going. I don't think we're going to the Sunday game. I thought we were going to the Saturday game. Yeah. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. Everybody's fired up about opening day, even though it's only one of 162 games. And I guess if you're starting in Colorado or Arizona or Tampa, Miami, but like if you're starting in Detroit, Chicago, Cleveland, New York, Boston, yeah, a lot of those games are cold. <laughs> so it's like it, it's not. Better, it, I mean, yeah. I don't really mind. Although from the first year to now, as I get older, I don't enjoy the sitting in the cold quite as much as I used to. <laughs> And it just seems weird, it's like oh yeah, the, you know the rebirth of spring, baseball's back, spring, summer's right around the corner. As you're sitting in it, it's 31 degrees and snow flurries. Right. So, but yeah, that was my first thought. Bring your cold gear. But then again, you know, my second thought was, well, it's Mike Peters. You know what I mean? He'll be coaching a youth football game, and it'll be 28 degrees and actually snowing, and he's got shorts and a t-shirt on. Yeah, but that's all adrenaline. Like for the Indians game, I'm just worried about. Correction, Guardians game. For a Guardians game, I'm just worried about when the beer stands close, and then you're, you're pounding 16-ounce Miller Lights. But they stay cold. They stay ice cold. And this time, Fish and I are going to have a little bit longer walk because we're staying at a Holiday Inn Express. Oh. Which is by the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, which is not a lot. for. I mean, it, I think it's like 1.9 miles oh. from the stadium. Whereas we're used to staying yeah. literally a quarter mile. Sure. So. Just pretend you're walking Ruby. Yeah. And it's on the way home, on the way from the stadium, it's downhill. So nice. at least we got that going for and us. And if you fall, you and just you keep, keep rolling. That's right. <laughs> By the way, thanks for the glass, Fish. That's I got I got that one out. Better than most, not as good as some. That's All right. awesome. All right. Which leads us to, I think, what we're watching right now uh, for those fans that won't put two and two together this will be out on the normal scheduled time but we're actually recording friday night and the san diego state aztecs are up 66 to 62 against alabama with 55.5 seconds to go so another number one seed may be biting the bullet here shortly uh state last night that, that was probably the game that i saw the most of in college basketball this year it was actually a hell of a, a game. great game. Hell of a game. Up until the last yeah. 12 seconds. And I just want to know, I was really, you were hoping State would win for other reasons because you're an alumni, you're a State fan. I did hedge my bet. I did a Mike Peters and I, and I bet Kansas State. So I was, it would be a win-win. And I hedged my bet and still ended up losing because I had UCLA over Kansas State in my bracket. Fell asleep before, I dozed off before I could bet Gonzaga. But Michigan State lost anyway. So, but anyway, Noel, right? N O W E L L. Correct. Newell Noel. Noel. Uh, shortest player in Division One at five eight. Set a tournament record with nineteen assists. If Michigan State wins that game, I would like to know. I'm not taking anything away from the young man, but I would like to know how much. How many? How many fucking times did he shoot from the? Yeah, the logo. I'm I just like, what know. are you doing? I, it's like, I mean, it, his foot is literally on the, the one of those brackets on the center court logo. I'm like, what are you doing? Right, <laughs> I don't know. I was, I was like, thanks, do it again. I mean, I think he made one of them, and then he just started doing it. But I mean, even like, you know, a couple of those weird things that happened at the end. So, um, so 
like Hogart goes up and tries to block one of these half court shots. Yep. Skims his finger. His teammate thinks, well, shit, it's got to be an air ball. He shot it from 54 feet, which that's more than halfway, but everybody understands what I'm trying to say. And, you know, so Michigan State doesn't, you know, they end up giving the ball back to him. And then he has the other one where I'm pretty darn sure it was traveling where he comes around, whips around, you know, the shot clock, three, two, one. He just turns and launches it and banks one in, has a Merry Christmas shot. Yeah. You know, um, so and then I knew from coaching basketball enough. And I guess I'm not a, I'm not an expert. I'm not an X's and O's guy like, you know, a college basketball coach should be. However, this has happened to me plenty of times where I'm sitting there with the whiteboard and you're trying to get the kids to do something and you're, you're seeing either deer in the headlights or something. And so when I watched coming out of that last time out, if you noticed, uh, it was the camera underneath the basket. Tom is out on the court still with the clipboard trying to show somebody, one of his players and the Kansas state guys are walking around him. And I went, oh, that's a wrap. That's he's clearly doesn't think somebody understands. He's trying to do something last minute at the last second instead of doing one of those classic Tom Izzo great plays coming out of bounds. And and it it, that's exactly what it was. It was a complete cluster. And Michigan State was on the verge of making a record number of three pointers for them, I think, in a tournament game. And they couldn't even get a three pointer up in the last, what was it? Seven seconds or yes. eight seconds. Eight. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, Oh my God, whatever. But I mean, <laughs> so here's a quick question. Yeah. Perhaps the son's on the team. Yeah. Perhaps because he played with the Detroit Pistons, but why was Isaiah Thomas in that? Group I don't of all know. Those Michigan state. Players? I don't know. It it has to be because I should know, but I don't. I, so if you don't know that his son must not play on the team, I'm guessing there's his. So it must be because he played for Detroit all of his career, right? Or did he play somewhere else? No, he, it was yeah. the Pistons. Yeah, I mean Gibson was there, but Gibson went to state. State. Uh, the team Cleves went to state. Maybe uh, we should look. That should, should be something we should look up at the break. Um, when we're getting ready for the third segment and just real quick, like Isaiah Thomas and Michigan state basketball, because right. I had the same question too. Yeah. I just thought it was weird. Cause I, I was looking at, it, I said, well, that's Mateen Cleves. I said, God, that looks like Isaiah Thomas. I'm like, well, he went to Indiana though. Right. I mean, I, I guess you can go to a Michigan state game whenever you want, but it just seemed like <laughs> right. weird that he was like basically in the Michigan state alumni yeah. section. Yeah, right. I, I don't know. So, and there was there was some there was a decent contingent oh, of yeah. pretty well known Michigan State yeah so that was that that was uh, that was that part was cool the sucky thing was losing and the other thing is they kind of deserved to lose because they got shredded underneath yeah uh, Noel Noel was throwing dimes yeah. right into the middle of the paint and they were there was I don't know it was probably three or four four to five minute periods of time where they were just scoring at will layups underneath yeah. the basket. I mean, and then uh, Florida Atlantic beat Tennessee. Yeah, Gonzaga came back, beat UCLA, and then uh, UConn slaughtered 
Arkansas. For sure, yeah. Um, that game was over before the half. I drew 16 of us at work, put in 50 bucks. So that's 800 pot. And just because there's so many teams that not a lot of people know about, as San Diego State goes up seven with 17-9 to go, so it looks like another number one team is gone. And the way I did it is I said, okay, eight people are going to bite the bullet and lose 50 bucks. So it was just a random draw. I went last, so nobody could think that. I said, well, you knew that that was that team. You folded it just right. So I, 15 people had the chance to pick and take the name out, and I went last. Going into it, I said to one of the guys in, I said, really, the only two teams that I wouldn't want are Florida Atlantic and UConn. Florida Atlantic was the first. Uh, Brian and Chuck got that one. And I'm like, oh, that's a tough draw for, you know, being with 16 teams in there, you pull Florida Atlantic. There's, I wouldn't want them. And then UConn, I thought Arkansas was going to beat UConn. I said, then the other team you don't want is UConn. Now, Princeton Creighton, I'm not saying they're going to win the tournament, but when I tell you how we're doing this tournament, you'll understand what I'm saying. That wouldn't have been a bad draw. I thought Arkansas was going to win. So I thought Florida Atlantic and UConn were the two worst teams to get. Both of them win yesterday. I know absolutely <laughs> shit about college basketball, apparently, as San Diego State did officially beat Alabama. Now, I'm not going to get off on a tangent about David Goliath because San Diego State's a good team. Oh, they've, from the get-go yeah, this year, yeah. Yeah, they're a five seed. They're not really fitting the David mentality. So I'm not going right. to lose my cool over that a one seed losing to a formidable five seed. So right. anyway. So the way I set this up is like, okay, eight people. If you if your team loses Thursday, Friday, you're out. You're out. You're fifty bucks. If your team wins Thursday, Friday, you get twenty five. So now there's eight teams left. Four play Saturday. Four play Sunday. And then I said, if your team wins that game, four winners win fifty bucks, two hundred. So, so four people are now up twenty five dollars. Four people are down twenty five dollars. Eight people lose fifty. So now the final four, the two winners each get a hundred bucks. That's two hundred bucks. So two hundred Thursday, Friday, two hundred Saturday, Sunday, two hundred next Saturday, two four six hundred. Sixteen times fifty is eight hundred. Eight hundred minus six hundred is two hundred. And if you have the national championship champion, you get an extra two hundred. So that's why I said Princeton Creighton really isn't a bad draw because that's an even matchup. Yeah. So you have a decent shot to get half your money back with either of those teams. Right. And I thought Arkansas was going to beat UConn, and I'm an idiot. So <laughs> anyway. All right. Finally, again, this is for others. Please listen. You know, don't give up on us. Dave, stay awake here. Don't fall asleep on me. But this is really for, you know, a big dog of spilling the nachos. They just released episode 94. Spring is almost here, I think. Eric Wally from Tweaks Corner does our intro exit music. And my sister, Caitlin. Right. So, not tomorrow, but a week from tomorrow on Sunday at SoFi Stadium. WrestleMania 39. Oh, yeah. Since we're a week out and everybody's going to be able to hear these, I'm going to give my take. Just in a nutshell, I'm not going to bore you with our... I could go on for about 40 minutes, but (laughs) for our millions of listeners that don't like wrestling, I'll spare you. In no particular order, 
I'm going to give you the matches that I know in my prediction. Okay. We'll see how I do. Caitlin, I know right. you'll write this down. Roman Reigns versus Cody Rhodes. I'm going to take Roman Reigns to defend his title. The SmackDown Women's Champion, uh, Charlotte Flair versus Rhea Ripley. If Rhea Ripley does not win this title, the listeners know how I feel about Rhea Ripley. <laughs> I may get more upset than if the Bears or Red Sox were to lose a championship game. So I'm picking Rhea Ripley. And the reason being is because then what they'll do is they'll, I think they'll go with the SmackDown champion, heel Rhea Ripley versus the Raw champ. The Raw championship is Bianca versus Asuka. I think they're going to have Bianca win, and then it's going to be Rhea Ripley and Bianca Belair, arguably two of the best women wrestlers in the world. Yeah. And then I don't know what pay-per-view that will be yeah. at. Or... Your new background wallpaper on your phone is Rhea Ripley, yes, it isn't is. it? Yep. <laughs> All right, in the tag team championship, I'm going to go the the Usos versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. I'm going to say Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn win this tag team, if for no other reason to create dissension in the bloodline. And the bloodline is a big storyline on Raw and SmackDown that's drawing probably the biggest ratings. So I'm going to take KO and Sami Zayn to create tension with the Usos. Lesnar versus Omos. Lesnar. Did you know who Amos is? No. O M O S. No. The Nigerian, uh, the Nigerian giant, okay. seven three four hundred ninety five pounds. What? I think I think he's going to beat Lesnar up a little bit. Yeah. And then Lesnar will work it to get him in the F five or F ten or whatever he calls his finisher and actually win that match. Uh, the match that I'm looking forward to second most behind Ripley Flair is. Seth freaking Rollins and Logan Paul. Since Logan Paul has knocked him out, air quotes here, obviously we're talking wrestling. Since he's knocked him out on the last two episodes of either uh, Raw or SmackDown, obviously Seth freaking Rollins will win that fight because Logan Paul isn't a regular. Hell of a talent, though. I mean, the guy can flat out work, and he's got decent mic skills. Uh, Austin Theory versus John Cena. Like I said a few episodes ago when Cena came back on Monday Night Raw, um, I think I think Cena puts him over. I think maybe Theory, you know, does it like, you know, pull on the tights or whatever. How can Cena – sorry to interrupt. You got a good, good flow going, You're but good. I'm going to do it anyway. How can that guy wrestle? How can he get in the – the last commercial I, I've seen Cena do, he's dancing down. He's doing like a show tune dance down the middle of his street with a fucking purple cow. How – I'm like – that guy can't be in wrestling oh, anymore. Yeah. Oh, he's still, yeah, he's he's still, if you watch his Instagram and his socials, he still looks. I mean, he's a monster. He doesn't look like it. He looks like a salesman. I mean, well, it looks like your door-to-door salesman in that commercial. Anyway, whatever. But yeah. The, but I, he, I had that thought yeah. last time I saw the commercial. I'm like, oh, he's got to be done wrestling. All right. All right. So I'm going with theory. Like I say, it's probably going to be a questionable win. Yeah. But nonetheless, I think they're going to push theory. Yeah. Theory's going to win. Yeah. Uh, last couple, I've got it's Becky Lynch, the man, Lita, who has been retired for like three hundred and fifty years. I remember. Years. Yeah. yeah, I remember Lita, from, and from Trish, the days when the kids were in it, and Trish Stratus. <laughs> so two yeah. legends versus Damage Control, and Lita and uh, Lita, Lynch and Lita are the tag team champions. My prediction, and this I'm going on a limb on this. I'm going to say damage control wins this because Becky Lynch switches heel 
and they stomp the legends because obviously Lita and Trish Stratus aren't are like much like John Cena. They're not going to wrestle that much more. They brought them back for a big pop. Yep. You know, got the titles. There's no way Lita can continue to be the tag team champion. It's like she's in the, I think she's in the WWE Hall of Fame and retired 10 years ago. <laughs> so say. my take is I think Lynch. she's got her AARP card. My, my take is Lynch switches heel, joins damage control, and damage control gets the, the and, well, actually, I don't even know if the belts are at stake because Trish and Becky are the champs, and this is a three-on-three. Three, so my take probably doesn't make sense, but that's the way I would do it because I don't understand how you can continue to push two old ladies. And uh, Trish, Strat- Trish Stratus has had more plastic surgery than – I mean, her face looks like a fucking – a plastic bowl. <laughs> so anyway, uh, Edge and Finn Balor and uh, Helen Cell. Edge will win that, and then at the next pay per view, Damian Priest will beat Edge. And then we have uh, Gunther, Sheamus, and McIntyre. I say Gunther hangs on to the championship. I don't really care about that. Bobby Lashley versus Bray Wyatt. I think Bray Wyatt will win that match because Bobby Lashley is not very good on the mic. He needs a manager, and Bray Wyatt has this really goofy mental mind game type promo deal that he hardly ever wrestles, but there's always a bunch of eerie, spooky shit. He's the (laughs) mystical. So I say they push him, and Lashley does whatever he does. And then Dominic Mysterio and Rey Mysterio, I say Judgment Night. Judgment Day. Judgment Day. I say Judgment Day comes, interferes, starts laying the boots to Ray. Dom has a wake-up call, doesn't like his seeing his dad get beat up, and then will turn on Judgment Day, Rhea Ripley, Damian Priest, and Finn Balor, and then will leave Judgment Day. Is that's, there, that's is, there a, is there like a some kind of a parlay bet? Because I like that. I like what you just said. That w- I would bet on that. I don't think that's going to be available for this WrestleMania, but it has been proposed that you can bet on select matches on FanDuel. Right. I don't know how in the world you do that. It seems yeah. like it would be easy to fix when, sure. when the ma- matches yeah. are script, well, scripted. But you yeah. should, I mean. I like that. Uh, that you should write that shit. See, that's I good. Should be, I should be a booker. So now. <laughs> One and then now not that's WrestleMania and then we're going to rate this beer. Non wrestling fans, thank you for tolerating it. I'm going. I'm maybe I'm maybe I'm going through a 55 year old. Uh, correction, James Thering actually brought it to my attention. I am past six months, so I can now say I'm 56. So as a 56 year old man, I'm just like reliving my youth through this. Right, you know, I got into the Cornette podcast, yeah. started watching the wrestling because so I could knew, know who he was talking about, and now I'm kind of get back into it. It's kind of entertaining, and even though I think WWE is the major leagues and AEW is the minor leagues, Kenny Omega and I don't even Del Viking Vicaro or something had a match, and some of the shit they did is like, yeah, you could see them setting it up. Yeah. But obviously they got to set it up so they don't kill themselves. Right. You know, so some of that was obvious. Yeah. Probably not as obvious live as it was on TV. But I mean, that was an amazing match. This this one guy is fucking jumping off the middle rope doing a uh a 720 and landing on the guy on a table. 
yeah, the table's that cheap plywood that just automatically breaks, but to do a 720. A, yeah. <laughs> Most <laughs> people are afraid to do that with water, with a big pool of water underneath yeah, them. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Or on a trampoline or anything. Yeah. So, so I, I, you know, because of Jim Cornette, I'm actually getting back into wrestling. Um, Caitlin and I have my picks circled, and we will see how I do, and we'll see if any of my booking techniques come to fruition. Yeah. But, all right. Let's rate this, it. Yep, let's rate this one. Oh, God. That was my notes hitting the microphone, listeners. All right. Very solid. Stout. Milk. Stout. 355. You say 355. I'm going to go... I got to go 3.0, and I'm going to tell you why. All right. Nice, smooth stout. Uh, it's too smooth, I think, for me. There's, I'm getting, there's no, there's no beer-like bite. Um, it, like, almost like there's too much lactose, or like, so let's say you like your black coffee, right? right. Do you ever put anything in it? No. Okay. Imagine if you put, you know, um, a bunch of almond milk in it. You know, probably half as much again almond milk in your black coffee, and it would take that black coffee. Right. So that's sure. what I'm kind of like. And, and the vanilla doesn't pop like I was hoping it would. Um, the picture on the can and stuff was I was like, ooh, hey, this this might be something. Now a three point zero is that bad? No, it's not bad. If I was south of two point five, then you know maybe the people at Witch's Hat would be a little concerned, but. Now, did you know? I just noticed that. What's that? That's actually a tribute to your um, Lou Whitaker. Yeah, your Mount Rushmore. I just noticed that because it's a baseball diamond, mm-hmm. and then there's a one down by home plate, and it's called Sweet Lou, Lou. Vanilla Latte. Yeah. All Was right. he from South Lyon? I wonder, or maybe they're just a fan. Yeah, they, I think they're just—they must just be Tiger fans. I should reach out and see if they—he should be in the—if they think he should be in the on Mount on Rushmore. Mount Rushmore. Yeah. All right. <laughs> then I would I would have at least somebody to agree with me. So all right. Um actually, yeah, so I mean that's the beauty in the beer tasting. No right or wrong answer. Right. Cause I thought it had a nice solid you know, stout taste to it. And I I thoroughly enjoyed it. Okay. Yeah. I mean you I gave don't... it a three. It's not like you gave it a zero point zero zero. Right, right. That's <laughs> what I was saying. But you know, but the yeah. old Blutarski. <laughs> Uh, okay, the specifics here. Getting in on untapped. All right, only 468 check-ins. Usually we like them a little north of 1,000 to you know be a good sample size. But they, the 468 people, had it at a 3.81. So wow. they enjoyed it like they enjoyed it as much as you did, or more. Yeah, more, a whole quarter of a point more. Right. That analyst on this... CBS show. She reminds me of the psychiatrist in Oh Jessica Shrinking. Williams. Yeah, for sure. All right, Mike. Well, we can't get distracted by the Jessica Williams lookalikes of the world. So let's get on with this third tasting. And this one is from Revolution Brewing in Chicago. So this one is Hero IPA. And we've had some of the Hero series. And if I looked back far enough, there's a possibility we have tried this before, but this will be an interesting one. So if we'll check our ratings and then look back if in fact we've done this one before and see what we rated it at that point. But I certainly don't remember the can. No. So if it's a it's a new art it's new artwork, 
if we have tasted this one before. But this is a Juicy Tropical IPA, 7.3%, 50 IBUs. 5-0 IBUs? 5-0. Okay. Yeah. I wasn't sure if you said 50 or 15. 5-0. All right. As we pour this, as we promised the listeners, Isaiah Thomas was with fellow St- Turner Sport. Turner Sports analyst Steve Smith, who is a former Michigan State player and, and has a son on the team. So, I and not to mention Zeke played his whole career with the Detroit Pistons, Detroit, Michigan. So, yeah, you know, obviously that was part of it. But I think the bigger tie in was, yeah, hey, Steve, I'll go, yeah, I'll go to March Madness, see your boy play. It'll be great. And, you know, right. Zeke played, uh, um, in the minimum. March Madness, I don't think was sixty four teams, but no, so a little too old for that. Yeah. All right, uh, third segment, sir. Are we going to toast the beers? Yeah. Or well, why not? We should probably drink it. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. And uh, oh, nice. Yeah, it's the the juicy, the juicy on the notes. Tropically, for sure. Can I say tropically? Yes, yeah, sure you can. It's your yeah. podcast. Yeah, thank you. Yes, sir. Tropicals, tropical start, IPA finish. Yep. All right. So, where do we go on the third segment here, Dave? There's so where many. Where do options. we go from here now that all of the children are growing up? Man, we look at, we should take that on the road. <laughs> well, who has karaoke? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I hope they don't like their customers. All right. All right. So. We can go that direction. All right. So now this isn't really lighthearted, but it's not going to be Mike ready to jump, jump in front of traffic anger either. Right. Somewhere in between. Yeah. So we mentioned the shows we watched, and I don't know if any of the – Listeners notice while we were discussing the shows we watched that it kind of glossed over your honor and just kind of moved on to other business of what we were watching. So, your honor, my fuck you is to Brian Cranston and company. You know, Brian Cranston not only acted in it, he was, I don't think he directed it, but he was like co producer, executive producer, right, whatever. Right. And, you know, everybody's thinking, why? What do he do? What do he do? Uh, episode 10, season two. I'm not going to give out any spoilers because I know at least one listener watches the show. Brian Adams w- watches Your Honor. Definitely got to finish it. If season two was a cliffhanger, I'm going to give it the old Siskel and Ebler double thumbs up. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. And... I probably wouldn't have a fuck you for episode 171 of flight football than anything else. But, you know, you go into the, the last episode of the season, you see, okay, it's an hour and four minutes, whatever. We're at about the 47 minute mark and you start thinking, wow, there's what's, <laughs> there's gotta be a lot of shit happening here. So then Liz got on her phone and unless it's the ultimate Cinemax after dark, you know, where it's just kind of like leading you on and it's not really showing you what you want to see, not really showing you know, the actual penetration, but you let your imagination wander. 
according to the sites that Liz looked at, there is no season three. Oof. Your Honor is two seasons. Done. Out of here. If it was a season ender, I like it. A series ender, it was absolutely fucking horrible. There's just two. And, you know, some argue, okay, the way The Sopranos ended. Sure. They, yeah. they all meet. You know, it takes uh, Willow a long time to, I think Willow is the daughter's name, right? I believe it, if I yeah. remember right. Nate yeah. will correct me. If, he's a big Soprano guy. He'll correct me. You know, she's just trying to park that car in front of a diner. And then you're, you're okay, somebody's going to get killed. Somebody's going to get killed. And then, you know, the, the next person sits down at the table and she's still parking and it's like, oh, somebody's going to get killed. And then the next, you know, then she finally gets the car parked and she comes in. The four, the four of them are at the, the table together. The bell rings at the door. Turny, turny? Tony turns and looks. Fade to black, series over. Fucking perfect ending. Sorry for the spoiler alert, but Sopranos is 20 years old. <laughs> yeah, okay, there are a lot of, que- there are a lot of what ifs. But you knew going ahead, like you knew episode one of that season, the series was over. So I'm happy with that ending. The way Your Honor was playing out, I was like, okay, season three, okay, they, they're going to be able to do this, this, and this, because this, this, and this are still unaccounted for, and they could go this way, or this way, or this way, or this way. Yeah. And then... With no season three, it's like, come on, you got to be fucking kidding me. You didn't solve anything. Just Again, just like the Cinemax After Dark. It's like, well, now what do I do? <laughs> this movie's over and I'm not done. So then you got to get a Victoria's yeah. Secret catalog. <laughs> yeah. So that that's my fucking, like I said, I mean, life will go on. Right. You know, I'll get up tomorrow morning. Sure. Yeah, good Lord willing, I guess. Right. I mean, I suppose I could die in my sleep. If so, I guess this will be a terrible series ender for fight <laughs> sure. football and anything else, sure won't it? <laughs> but yeah, so that's my fuck. He was just like, again, so Brian, I know Brian said earlier today, he was like, no, it was yesterday. He said, oh, I got like four to go, I blah, 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 whatever. Go ahead and finish it. Let me know if I'm smoking crack. But as a series finale. Yeah. I and I didn't watch it, so I will trust you on that one. So I probably won't even start it because there's a few of them you've mentioned, especially yeah. on Apple that I that I want to start, I, and, and I'll probably start and binge. I'll probably binge them this week a little bit. So that's and I'll let you get to your fuck you in a second if you have one. That's why I put it right in the middle. I'll recommend it. I say if if you, I mean, I wouldn't go out of your way and ah oh, shit, I got to pay another ten ninety nine because I want to see this. I don't recommend it that much. Right. But if you have it available and you have some time, like you said, spring break, I mean, it's 20 hours. It's, I think it, in fact, the first season might only be eight episodes, but they're like 54 minutes. Yeah. Second s- season is 10 episodes. First is eight or 10. So you're talking 20 hours. Yeah. You could easily watch it in spring break if you have it available. We watch it on Showtime through Prime, but uh, I would like somebody to finish it because I want to know if they agree with me. If they so, like, it's not an Apple. No, that your, your honor is not, not an Apple. I thought it was an Apple. One. No, it's no. actually a Showtime series. Thank you. Okay. But Liz and I watch it through Amazon. Gotcha. All right. Uh, no, my world is fabulous, and um, everybody's my friend, and everything's wonderful. And I literally, it was one of those weeks. These these last three weeks are the busiest weeks of the year, P 
period, including the holidays. I just, it's go time from six o'clock in the morning from when I, the alarm goes off till 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock midnight, every, almost every night. But after this week, it starts on a s- slow little steps, stair step down as far as intensity and yeah. See, I would almost, I'm, well, I can't disagree with you. It's your life and you do it. Yeah, I would think the two meets a week would be more fucking strict, because as a parent yeah. whose child was on a track team, coached by yours truly, I'm pointing to Dave. Yours <laughs> truly actually means me. <laughs> I was pointing to Dave. Yeah. Dave actually coached, and I didn't coach track and field. And you know, they would leave school at like eight in the morning go to the track meet and return th- the third Tuesday. <laughs> you know, it seemed like right. they never ended. Right. Yeah. It so seems that way sometimes. If you, have, if you have two meets, like right. if you go to Claire one day and then right. Romulus another day, I mean, well, yeah. you're getting home at 1030 at night. Those would seem like they're busier than the, with the weeks and, without And meets. those are exhausting. But once, once everybody's, once I have everybody in their kind of their roles, it's not like things can't change. But it's these two weeks trying to get the fundraiser going, the every all the little forms, you know, the sign out forms updated, the the eligibility rosters updated, the um, everything on athletic.net, all my rosters get all the kids out from last year and all the new ones in this year uh, updated. And it's very you'd be surprised with track because there's no cuts, right? Right. So there's kids trying out for baseball that maybe don't make the team. And then all of a sudden they show up in the second week of track. Hey, who are you? I'm the one that sucked at baseball. <laughs> so no, I, I literally had someone this year and, and we're doing warmups and we're halfway through the second week. And I looked over at a couple of the other coaches and I kind of did the, the classic, like hands up in the air, like who's, who's this kid? <laughs> when did this kid show up if i missed him for two weeks or what's going on i know he just showed up he didn't bother to say anything or say hi or introduced himself he just was in the middle of the warm-up so i had to get his name figure out who he was and um i literally spent we had the parent meeting so we had to have the parent meeting so i had some parents that wanted me to dust off the um the track facebook pages there's one for girls one for boys the school discourages, and I think for good reasons, for the most part, discourages, you know, each team to have their own separate Facebook page because there have been instances where, of course, you can, you could imagine, you know, parents will make a comment and then another parent will make a comment and then that parent won't like that comment. And then there's three other parents that make a comment that are friends with their parent, you know, and it turns into a big cluster and so, you know, they, they try to channel everything through the school district, Facebook page, Twitter page, and the website. So, but I had some parents that wanted me to dust off so they could just simply dump pictures, you know, onto the Facebook page. And if there's a picture of your kid and you want it, whoop, you know, hey, that's a really nice thing to say. So I had to craft this email to all the parents, say, I'm going to do this, but if this, 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 and this happens, I'm going to shut it down non-negotiable because I'm not even supposed to be doing this anyway, really. So today 
I'm going through and I've got to let these parents requesting onto the Facebook page. Okay. Just this, you're sounding a lot like a, yeah. the Jim Cornette Facebook page. It's a, <laughs> there's like a stringent recruiting process or not approval process to get in there. Go ahead. Well, here's the thing too. I mean, so, you know, this is basically, it's like, Hey, here's the kids had a great meet, you know, here's some great pictures and you know, here's a couple of the really amazing things that happened. Boom. Done. You know what I mean? Just leave it at that and everybody celebrate it and, and feel good about that. And if there's a picture or two here with your kid and you want it, then there you go. You know, right. you didn't have to you know spend your time being a photographer, but, um, the thing I ran into today and I spent an hour and a half because I had to get the athletic director to print out a special report. And this is not a negative or a, a thing to say, but I'm just saying I got, it was very difficult because I would say half of the people requesting to get into the Facebook page don't have the same last name as their child, or it's an aunt or it's a grandma and grandpa or, you know, something right. to that effect. And so this is a, this is technically a school Facebook page, you know what I mean? For school purposes. And I can't let in, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm not, well, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't want to be accepted. Well, just I'm just weird. saying, well, there's some weirdos <laughs> out there, but I'm just saying, I got to make sure that I don't get anybody in there. That's not supposed to be it's in a there. vetting process. It is a vetting process. So I'm thinking like, you know, when I signed up to be a track coach, did I sign up for hours of social media vetting you know to <laughs> i don't think so so uh, anyway I think, we, I think we went 170 70 episodes without using the word vetting and we've just used it three times in the last 60 seconds amazing things happen especially with it's beer. a quality word though yeah it is i mean yeah it's very academic or used in academia there you go now we're sounding smart but anyway so, I mean, that's just the kind of the two weeks you're trying to, and then with the SVSU, the, you know, the first meet, you're trying to figure out, okay, who's done what, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. If this I've, guy's my hundred meter. This guy's my hundred meter and it ran, he ran it in seventeen seven. Right. So yeah, I better find another event for him. Yeah. And, and so you have had, you know, kids that have ran for three years or four years or whatever, but you have a freshman come in and I have to figure out how to justify you know, do I just run the senior in this first one because they've worked hard and they've been on the team and I know what they can do? Or do I just guess that this superstar air quotes, you know, almost still almost an eighth grader is going to deserve to go to this first meet? So everybody participated in the first meet though, right? No, no, heck no. Oh, no, well, no. well, and you said it was kind of a scrimmage though, right? It is kind of a scrimmage, but it's limited, limited events and All limited right. entries. And uh, listeners, Dave and I did not discuss this, did not rehearse this. So we may be in 100% agreement or total disagreement. The way you described the meet, the first segment mm -hmm. and what you just said there, mm -hmm. coach Peters is going with that barely out of eighth grade to see what he can do and just going to my three years start and say, dude, look, you're world-class speed. Right. You're, you're my go-to guy. I got to see if I'm even going to fucking use this kid. Right. So go get out of my face and sure. Do, leave me alone. Cause you're not, I'm putting him over you because you're in, I got to see what this kid can do. That's right. the way I run. Right. For this particular meet. Now sure, for sure. the meets that count, I'm going with who's giving yeah. me the results. Yeah. Right. And it all depends too. I, I don't want to take a new kid 
to go to this meet to run up against a bunch of juniors and seniors and get obliterated. And they go, yeah, I don't like this track thing. Cause I, it is, it, it's a different mentality than a football or basketball. Cause I've air quotes a superstar. So I figured he came with a reputation that, Hey, I'm this kid's the well, real deal. We've, I, I, I use the air quotes in the sense that we've had some eighth grade, let's say football players come up and all of a sudden it's like, well, you know, yeah, you were a middle school superstar because you were an early mature right. or, you know, something like that. And so, you know, again, you take some of those, I'll just, and I know this is extreme. This is not a, this is not a realistic example. This is an extreme example, but you take an eighth grade football player that's a quote unquote superstar, go pluck them on varsity football. See how they do. Yeah, not very well. No, there is, so age, that's yeah. what I'm saying is that, you know, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, you know, I gotta feel this out and say, okay, well, what kind of, what kind of attitude does this kid have? Now, some of the boys, the freshman boys that I had, they're like, yeah, whatever. We understand. Yeah, we could get annihilated. We're good with that. Um, and I did, I wanted to see what they could do. They proved when we did time trials that they're fast and they could, they could hang. And sure enough, they did. It was awesome. Perfect. I had a couple girls that I thought were going to soil themselves. I mean, they looked, if you have somebody that has one more heat in front of them to go and they're going to run in the next minute and a half and they've got their arms crossed and they haven't moved in the last minute and a half, you're like, oh, this is going to be bad. This right. is going to be really, really bad. Um, I had one girl that uh, tried long jump for the first time, and from, from the takeoff board to the sand was 10 feet. And she, she said, do I have to take off from there? I went, yeah. And I saw her, she didn't blink for the next 30 seconds and she's just staring at it. And I'm going, you, I know you can do this. I've seen you do it before. It, it'll be okay. And she, so the first two attempts, she bailed. She never jumped. And then the third one, I, I said, it's either do or die. Either do it or you don't do it. You know, if you don't want to do it, that's okay. I don't have a problem with it. I don't want you to get hurt or whatever. Just, you got to make a decision, either do it or don't do it. You know, Yoda. Right. <laughs> yeah, there is no try, just whatever. And she finally got up the guts and she got one out there. It wasn't a great jump, but it was. it's that kind of thing. So, right. you know, if this girl tries it, catches a toe before the sand and bites it face first, she might be done. Right. So I got to make sure I take kids to this first one that's going to, you know. Now, those bigger ones later on, and this will be the last thing if I'm boring people with track talk, but, um, you know, the big conference meet where everybody from each team competes, you know, I tell those kids, go look for the kids that you ran against in middle school and you can put yourself in the same heat as those kids. You know, they'll be competing against those kids. Oh, okay. So frame of mind wise, you know, there's a little more confidence and they can, they're not, they're not scared out of their mind. Right. Yeah. All right. So was that actually your fuck you, or did you say you were good and didn't have a fuck you? I was good and didn't have in. a fuck you and segued into that. Okay, yeah. perfect. Um, I would be remiss. I said the Alabama lost to a five seed. Miami also obliterated number one Houston. So actually two one seeds bit the bullet in the early games today on Friday as Miami beat Houston by 14. But again, Miami's from a power conference, ACC, a five seed, they don't meet the David portfolio. 
current game right now is a close game, Creighton Princeton. Yeah. That's David versus David. So <laughs> right. I, I mean, so that's there's no I, yeah. you know, even though you know, Princeton's a 15 because the Ivy League gets absolutely no love because they play absolutely nobody. Right. But Creighton by no means is a world power, although they have had some quality tournament victories over the last half dozen years or so. Right. But again, this is David on David crime, so there's no yeah. you know, there's no <laughs> argument here for hey, me. Quick random question. Yeah, go ahead. When's the last time an Ivy League team made the final four and which team was it? Ah, uh, shit. Uh, it's 2023 right now. I don't remember it. My, I'll say 1990 Holy Cross. 1975 Penn. Oh, well. Was the last time. I was a, only a, 15 years and, off. And yeah. I, did, I did name an Ivy League school. You did. So. <laughs> there you go. Get half credit. What do you got going? Oh. All right. All right. I, I got to try to do this so I don't make it too much of a softball. But Liz picked number twenty-one. You do, there's no softballs with me. You this know one, that if you make me sing it, I think I can get sing this one. So <clears throat> there are no softballs with Dave. Ready? Yep. We are the people that can find whatever you may need. If you got the money, honey, we got your disease. Well, clearly I know it. Uh, you know what? At first, on the first line, the show that never ends. No, you're way inside. off. I know, I know, that, I know, I know. Get that out of your head. Okay, get you got to read it again because I had that in my head as soon as you read the first line. So you want to read again or do you want to say Read again. All right. We are, and this is early in the song, but not too early because too early in the song gives you the title right out of the shoot. Sure, sure. All right. We are the people that can find whatever you may need. If you got the money, honey, we got your disease. Yeah, if I get the if I get the melody, I'm I, uh, I know I'm gonna get. I, we I, are the I, people I that know. can find whatever you may need. If you got the money, honey, we got your disease. In the <laughs> what? We are the people that can find whatever you may need. If you got the money, honey, we got your disease in the jungle. Welcome to the there jungle, we go. baby. Yeah, that's a and actually, I think I, sh that should have been a major softball. I think I nailed old out of shape Axel. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> not not eighties yeah. appetite for destruction vintage Axel, right? But old oh. out of shape Axel. Because <laughs> you heard I nailed that, it. yeah, yeah. So. All right. Um, all right. Yep. Now, I know we've done a Mount Rushmore of movies. Yep. And loyal listener Jamie Wendy pissed and moaned and bitched and said it was too wide a spectrum and it was too hard to narrow down to four. Right. So then I know we have done a Mount Rushmore of sports movies. Don't get Jamie too mad because she's got to make me some T-shirts yet. All right. Well. Yeah, anyway. I, she's already mad at me because she put a picture of Hunter and it was my, like well, my favorite picture on her Facebook profile. And I was thinking, well, gosh, she's got two kids. And then Cam says, well, I guess we know who's her favorite. What do you think, <laughs> at Hunter Wendy? And I responded. I said, well, I'm glad Cam said it because it would have just been rude if I said it. Right. So anyway, and then we did like a Mount Rushmore of rom-coms. Mm -hmm. So loyal listener, Eric, from Tweak's Corner fame, 
sends me a text the other day and says, what's your Mount Rushmore of football movies? So, and we may have done football movies before, but I don't think we ever broke it down to football movies. And if we did break it down to football movies, I know I have a new list, although one of the movies on this list was on another list. So maybe we've done football, but again, maybe life or is sports ab- movies. Life is ab- yeah, it might have been sports movies. Life is yeah. evolving. Sure. People change. You know, like it's one fluid. day you one day you want to feel like a McDonald's Big Mac, the next day you go and you get a 20 piece McNugget. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Chicken lips and assholes are pretty good. Exactly. Yeah. So I'll start it out. Okay. My number four football movie. The original, Burt Reynolds, The Longest Yard. All right. Now, I too have that one in here, but my number four is, it's got the rock in it, the game plan. All right. You probably never saw it. That's the one where his daughter's a... Yeah. Yeah, yeah I saw that. Okay. I love that yeah. movie. Yeah, it's, it's a good movie. It's not yeah. my, and like, I put asterisk when I sent, when I replied to Eric with my... Uh, now the longest yard actually has another plot line Mm -hmm. so i don't know if you can technically say it's a football movie because it's about guards versus convicts convicts getting together going against the guards yeah but it is the football game at the end so yeah but yeah so yeah all right my number three and i know this was on one of my mount rushmore's the old Brian Piccolo, the ABC movie of the week, Brian song. song. That's my number three football movie. And again, I, I have asterisks by that one because it's actually more about friendship and overcoming adversity than yeah. it is a football movie. Sure. But because it was two real football players, right? And it's my favorite football team. Yeah. So it's I, it's more of a football movie than Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Yes. But yeah, if 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 our, if yeah. People want to argue that Brian Song really isn't a football movie. I'm not sure. even going to argue with them on that. Yeah. I'll, I'll say, you know what? But they had the Chicago yeah. Bear logo, so fuck you. It's a football movie. Well, and just like going along with your line of thought, okay, my next one is The Water Boy. And even though it's more like, um, you know, challenged individuals and. Yeah. I, I know what you're saying. No, I'm messing with you. It's, 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 it's a. It's a <laughs> you're, so, Water Boy's not your number three. Well, yeah, it is. Oh, it is. It is because it's a funny movie. But I was just going along the lines with it's more like it's more about you know with the mentally challenged community as opposed to football, but it's still a football movie. And no, it's, it's just a straight up comedy. It's a definite. Fo- <laughs> it's a definite football movie, but yeah, he's not. He's not mentally challenged. Oh, I mean, yeah, he, he certainly is. He's, ba- he's country backwoods. Mama only raised. He's got a lot of mental issues. No, he's not. No, <laughs> no, he's not mental. No, he's just sheltered. He was protected by his mother. He is slow as a snake in the Arctic no, Circle. Uh-uh. I, I disagree with that. All right, what I keep wanting to say, Billy Madison, but his, his, his name isn't Billy Madison in there. What is? No, it's uh, uh, and my I bought my son the football jersey. <laughs> now I'm thinking of like. Now I can only think of Mama saying foosball. <laughs> you got playing that foosball. Yo, Madula Obligata. 
So, but I, yeah, I don't. I think he's just that okay. country bumpkin. All right, she's not mad. So you think? All right, it's a football movie. Yeah, yeah, okay. And Henry Winkler is less fucking cool in that fucking show <laughs> than he is as the Bonds. Right. All right, my number two, all the right moves. Oh, good if, movie. If yeah. for no other reason you see Leah Thompson's tits. <laughs> okay, there you go. If, That's the, a reason to bump it up to number two. The football scenes are cheesy as all get out, but yeah. you know, you are a high school typing. You are not God, Buttermaker. You are a high school typing teacher. Oh, it's an excellent movie. Oh, Tom Cruise, before he got all nutty yeah. with the Scientology and shit. Right. And like I say, plus you get to see Leah Thompson's tits. Right. So I had a problem with the next one. And I don't, maybe I put it, maybe I put it as a tie. I don't know. Longest Yard, the new version, which also has. Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler and. Is Burt Reynolds? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. He's the old guy. Yeah. That get, yeah, okay. Yep. Yep. So either Longest Yard or We Are Marshall. Seen that one? Yeah. I've seen them both. I prefer the original. So if you're asking me who you, if you're struggling with it, if you're asking me who you should put, I like We Are Marshall. Okay. Better than? Than the. Okay. Sandler's version is decent. But it's more comedy. It's more, more comedy. It's more hokey than yeah. the original was. Yeah. And give my, me a laugh. My number one, yeah, because um, I think Denzel Washington is brilliant in it. Mm-hmm. My number one is Remember the Titans. That's my number one. Right, perfect. Yep. yep. Uh, and then I weak be, side, strong side. I'd be remiss if I didn't mention Eric. Eric went with draft day. As uh, I'll go in the same order that we give him. That's a rock, isn't it? His four is any given Sunday, Varsity Blues, the replacements. Uh-huh. And draft day. Uh huh. I don't think the Rock is in draft day. No. Or what was the sh- what was the show? No, he definitely was not in draft day. I'm trying to think of the show where the Rock is a uh, football. Um, what do you call him? The the. Why can't I think? It's a simple oh, word. Billions. No, 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 not billions. Uh, no, not billions. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's an HBO show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Where he's a he's a yeah. uh, uh, a rep, not a rep, but right. uh, and yeah, Jesus, you're, you're talking just Sorry. What is, ballers. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, but uh, but anyway, before we rate this, I got to show you something. I don't know. I, I I'm kind of going to be throwing one of your family members under the bus. Okay. But I woke up this morning with a wine glass in my hand. Whose wine? What wine? Where the hell did I dine? Uh, no, not a wine glass, but I woke up this morning, walked downstairs, looked at the counter and you know, the boys were here watching the game last night, yep. right? Yep. I'm showing Mike a picture. Yes. Of some... and popcorn, cheddar, jalapeno. I didn't taste it, but the habanero, the Texas habanero. Yeah. Liz actually asked me that. <laughs> that was because I bought it for my merchandiser and he labeled everybody that he sold at work. Cause that was for his daughter's okay. trip. Yeah, okay. But I'm going to find out how to order the Texas habanero because the Texas habanero Yeah. It's it's the, is good. The brand name is Poppin' Popcorn. We we have a fundraiser. We're selling it. You oh, can track? Suppo- you can support the track team right, yeah, look, and you can buy the Poppin' be, be, Popcorn. Bring the sheet because that fucking habanero shit is good. 
I'm telling you, the who this pop and popcorn, this company right here, all of it is amazing. Like yes. you, you'll get some of that caramel popcorn sometimes, and it looks, you know, it, it feels heavy, right? And then it's it feels like it sits in your gut. It's delicious going down, but it sits in your gut for a while. I knew this her. stuff is. <laughs> it's there it is, and uh, but this stuff is light as a feather. You almost yeah. Oh, yeah. the problem is you can yeah. eat a whole bag and yeah and and, and it's it and live it's not like it's not that healthy. Like if you oh, have nice. regular popcorn, yeah, yeah, that's almost free. Like on most diets, right? This stuff is like the pretty much the bulk of your eating for the day. Yeah, you can have but the fucking habanero, it's it's almost like I, I I compared it to like pineapple jalapeno pizza. You get the burn, a little slight burn of the jalapeno, and then the refreshing cool of the pineapple. It's I think it's called Texas Cheddar Habanero. The cheddar's nice and mild, and then you get the heat of the habanero on the finish. But yeah, it, I mean, I don't know if you pick your favorite track person and yeah. if they want, or unless you get credit for selling it, but give me somebody's. I'll, and see I'll order more bags of that because it's really. I didn't try the jalapeno. I don't know what the boys thought of the jalapeno, but the the habanero is delicious. Yeah, yeah. All right, so there you go, folks. If you want to support uh, Swan Valley Track and Field, you can ask uh, ask me, and I'll get you some stuff. <laughs> All right, we're gonna rate this. We're gonna rate the Hero IPA from Revolution Brewing. Delicious uh, tropical IPA, seven point three percent. 50 IBUs. Take my last pull there. I'm going to go 3.3.80. Oh, your favorite of the night. I went 3.65 because I liked Old Trues a little better. And they're, and they're uh, yeah, one's an IPA, the other's a, a hazy, fruity IPA, but Essentially, IPA versus yeah. IPA, and I liked Old Trues better. Right, and I went three point seven eight, so I went three point six five on the Hazy Hero. Now the Untapped crowd, being in Chicago, yeah. Revolution Brewing, forty three thousand check ins. Wow. Yep. So that crowd says, "Ooh, I almost hit it on the head." Three point seven six. So Rick. Uh, right in the middle, well, closer to you, but in the middle of the two of us. Yeah. So, anyway, Dave, well, as I look down the bottom of my glass, I can see I'm out of beer. And as the late, great Stuart Scott would say, you ain't got to go home, but you got to get the heck up out of here. 